Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. This is our second week in the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. I hope you had time to read through the chapter this week and think about the words of Jesus, contemplate on what he's talking about in this 12th chapter. Next week, we'll, we'll also be in Luke chapter 12. So if you didn't read it, you have another week to get it done. Last week, we looked at the so-called parable of the rich fool and how Jesus has not called us to a life of greed and wealth manipulation, selfish ambition, but instead to live a life of generosity. One of the primary ways of describing the kingdom of God is with the word generosity very closely linked with the concepts of gift and and grace. Generosity is the currency of the kingdom of God. And this week, we have more words from Jesus regarding wealth and money and treasure. Jesus says, it is our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give alms, get long-lasting money bags unfailing treasure in heaven. Thieves can't steal this. Moths can't destroy this. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And once again, focusing on generosity, once again, downplaying possessions, where will be also. It's a pretty famous quote of Jesus. Most of us are familiar with that. He also said it in the Gospel of Matthew during the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, but where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's Matthew chapter 6. It seems as though a A lot has not changed over the years. These words are as true today as they were when Jesus said them in the first century of a Middle Eastern community. Possessions often absorb our time. We can focus on them. We can be transfixed on them. We can be mesmerized by them. We can give lots of time and lots of energy, lots of money for the purpose of having more possessions and taking care of what we have and spending money on protecting the possessions that we have. Possessions are not necessarily a bad thing. And I think we should be careful to not take Jesus' words here literalistically. In other words, that he desires all of us to sell everything we own and live on the streets. There's a bit of hyperbole being used to make a point. We know this because in the book of Acts, which Luke also wrote, there are examples of people living in their own homes and not selling all their possessions. And they are not portrayed in the book of Acts as being rebellious in the early Christian community because they're not living on the streets. The early church often met in people's homes. Often it was wealthy people's homes because they had the houses big enough for the people to meet in. But what Jesus is emphasizing, however, treasures are precious things, how controlling they can be in our lives. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If we live for possessions and wealth and fame and and fortune and safety and peace of mind and security and, and legacy, 
Anything that we make the primary treasure in our life, that is where our heart will be. That is what will define us. That is what will consume us. That is what we will serve as our master. And Jesus, knowing our hearts, knows that we chase all kinds of things, which is why I think Jesus starts the whole reading with these words. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. So often we treasure things in this world because we think they will make us happy, make us fulfilled, give us a sense of worth. That's the undergirding message of any commercial on TV. And the very thought of not having those things or, or having those things taken away causes us great anxiety and fear and worry. Jesus said, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And Jesus knows what will make us happy and fulfilled. And Jesus knows what will give us self-worth. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows that generosity is more fulfilling than greed. He knows that giving is greater than getting. He knows that sacrifice and service is much more powerful than how the world we live in defines power. And in our and treasures was something we probably wouldn't normally put it with, and that's his second coming. In our reading, Jesus does not say this, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So go and try it. Give it a shot. See how it works. He doesn't say, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Make sure you think about it. Make it a good financial principle in your life and be kind to others. No. The next words from Jesus' mouth, according to Luke, was this. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may be op open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them, so blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This was all part of the same teaching. He is tying together our love for possessions and treasure with the second coming of Jesus. He says, the Son of Man is coming again, and you do not know when. Jesus is coming. In fact, that's a huge part of the message of the entire Bible. The Old Testament points to Jesus coming, the Messiah. It's the main message of the Old Testament. It's this. God created the world, and then he created humans in his image and said, yeah, they're okay. No. <laughs> he said, this is good. And we came along. And we messed it up, thinking we knew better than the creator, than the designer. And we brought sin into the world, and creation became cursed. 
And right there from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 and on, the message is this. Someone's coming to fix it. There is a Savior coming, a Messiah, to reverse this curse. And this is what the Old Testament law points toward. This is what the prophets pointed toward in their prophecies. Someone is coming. And we know this person came, and his name is Jesus. And he lived a perfect life. And he died on the cross and was buried and then rose again making a way for those that believe to have eternal life. And right before he ascended into heaven, he said what? What did he say? Did he say, go into all the world, gather up as many possessions as you can, and hold on to them tightly? <laughs> no. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid them from their sight. And they were looking intently up in the sky as he was going. It's quite a sight. He goes up and all these people are just looking up in the sky. And suddenly two people in white showed up, angels. And you know what they said? Why do you stand here looking up in the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And the message of the early church was this. He's coming back again. And this time, to put all things at rights. We don't know when or how he's coming back. But you can't read the New Testament faithfully and miss that message. He's coming again. And so in our gospel reading, in the words of Jesus' teaching, one of the ways it looks like to be ready for the coming of Jesus is this, to not be so caught up with the ways of the world that we become so weighed down with all the possessions and cares and, and worries that we have our focus is on those things, being consumed by wealth and possessions and not on the kingdom of God. Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus said, be dressed for action, be alert, be like those who are waiting, have expectation, have your lamps lit. Jesus is coming back. Let us not live for our wealth. Listen, I prefer not to lose my bank account any more than the next person. <laughs> but I also don't want to make my bank account the focal point of my life and existence. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let us be ready. He's coming God reality, God initiative. God provisions. Don't be afraid of missing out. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. As Jesus said right in the beginning of the reading, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom.
may we be ready for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.